0: Welcome to another episode of Chester Pridecast, all things Pride and beyond. This week we're discussing parenting, the challenges LGBT parents face and the perspectives of parents as their child comes out to them. Plus we also discuss the Guardians gathering group set up by Chester Pride. The following podcast contains strong language and adult themes that might not be for all audiences so discretion is advised not all of the opinions expressed here reflect Chester Pride but stick your headphones in and enjoy hello everyone welcome back to another
1: episode of Chester Pridecast who have we got today hello it's Dylan and I've brought along my mum with me today
2: hi I'm Ange Dylan's mum You're all right I'm fine
1: <laughs> and
0: we've got Rachel here how are you I'm
2: very well thank you Wes very well
0: so this week, as I said in the introduction here, um, we're talking about LGBTQ plus parents and parents of LGBTQ plus people. That's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> um, so Ange here is um, Dylan's mum. So we're going to get a good perspective of their experience together. And Rachel here, if you want to just introduce a little about what you do and how you're involved with Chester Pride. Yes.
2: Yeah, so I work for Chester Pride in the... Uh, the role of a youth engagement officer. So within that, um, I have created the group, The Guardian Gathering, mm-hmm. which is a, a social group for people who have LGBT children or LGBT individuals who have children. Right. And carers and guardians and all sort of underneath the umbrella and it's also open to people who are looking to start parenthood who want advice but they don't really know where to go but predominantly it is a social group that we meet and we have walks talks coffee sort of uh, a chance for the children to play together and socialize so they see representation of a family that looks similar to theirs that they might not see elsewhere
0: that's it see see i've always i've always thought like when when i've been at chester pride that's one of the main things that I do see is a lot of families there. We always say it's a family kind of event, but you do see a lot of like parents with their children. So I think that's going to be a very good um, addition to the Chester Pride brand. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll go into that a little um, further in a little moment. Um, But yeah, if Dylan, if you want to tell us about your mum and your experience with this whole coming out um, and as introducing dylan
1: right well okay so so i best start when i came probably came out as bisexual in high school and mm-hmm. um, uh, i was i think i was about 15 at the time so i told my mom, um, about that um how did you take it and
3: <laughs> um well it sounds a bit cliche but i already kind of knew
1: yeah, yeah you get that instinct don't you
3: yeah no uh, i did suspect yeah. yeah,
1: it was it was probably very obvious. <laughs> but um, we went through the motions with that for a couple of years. I had a couple of relationships yeah. with different people. Um, and then I got into um, quite a sticky time in my life where I got into a quite a toxic relationship right. um, and found myself quite distant from my family. But I feel like, in a way it helped me because I was able to just feel to be myself and just figure things out. Maybe I feel like I might not have expressed if I was in my mum and dad's house still. Um. So um, it took me some time to figure some stuff out. I had yeah. some questions to myself, had some questions to other people around me that I saw and I was friends with that were transgender and I basically just, I just said to them, I need some advice and this is how I feel. And they've just, they, t- they told me that what I felt was how they felt. Yeah. And um, if I feel like that, I should probably look into speaking to someone about yeah. it. So um, I probably didn't go down the best route of, of getting ready to tell my mum. I was quite quite scared in a way. Yeah, well, that's natural, isn't it? We weren't on the greatest of speaking terms at the time, I think, and it was a real difficult situation for the family, but I think that um, it definitely could have been dealt with better. Yeah. Um,
0: but See, from what it sounds like, it's a, from from what you're saying, it's, it does sound like a moment in your life where you think, right, a big reset needs to happen. Yeah. And because too many things get in... Muddied and like yeah, see you know reevaluate your life and just go right now what
1: yeah hundred percent and kind of like fill like fixing bridges that have yeah. been maybe slightly burnt down a bit hanging on with threads and stuff but um mom mom mum and dad found out via someone else uh, right. which was a real sticky situation I'd felt comfortable enough in work to speak to a couple of people that I felt like I wanted to test the waters with them calling yeah. me Dylan and that. And I found out very quickly that I couldn't trust those people because they went got straight back, back to... And it wasn't anything... I don't think it was malicious. I think it was... This person was excited for me and they they happened to see my mum's best mate via their mum yeah, and just say, oh, have you heard about this? What do you think? And my mum's best mate was completely bewildered at what was going on; didn't have a clue. And I think that it was um, a a difficult thing for even my mum's best mate to find out because she didn't know. And my mum didn't know. Yeah. So um, I, I, I do I find I do
0: find a lot in our community if because it happened to me like when I came out to someone, it's like. They've just found this this like magical little thing that yeah. they want to share, and it's like, well, hang on, I'm not ready yet. Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. Me telling you is testing the waters. Yeah, hundred percent. In in itself, so for you then to take that and take that
1: off me, it happens so many times. Yeah, and I felt really angry at this guy at yeah. the time. the first time I see him when I, well, obviously we had a conversation. I went around to to speak to my mum, um, but. After I'd done that, I'd seen him in work and I was like, mate, I just want you to know you're like out of order yeah. f- for what you did, like, because I wasn't personally ready, but I was nearly there. Mm-hmm. It would have been done r- relatively well, soon. Well, the fact that
0: you're telling people, well, this person, yeah, that just shows that you're like, you know, what, I'm I'm where I want to be Yeah. and I'm on the journey I want to be, but now it's time to kind of spread that out. But yeah,
1: for it to be taken off you like that, that's, yeah, yeah. that's not nice. That wasn't, it wasn't good, and then obviously it had a domino effect on me mum and dad finding out, and they then, because I didn't, because it didn't come from myself, I, I, it probably didn't seem genuine. Yeah. And it didn't seem real, so. Well, just
0: going on to you, Ange, how, how was that for you then?
3: It was very difficult. I I don't want to sit here and paint a lovely picture. No, no. In an ideal world, you know, yeah. it, it's Dylan's life. And at the end of the day, I I and his dad wanted what was best for Dylan. I think it was the shock. I think I had it in my head. It's probably a little bit um, naive and ignorant. Yeah. Um, I thought anyone who was transgender from a, a mum's point of view, you saw the signs early on. So yeah. obviously... Dylan was always a tomboy, All, you know, at the age of three, asked Santa for a Peter Pan pirate ship and a sword.
0: Why not? Um, <laughs> yeah,
3: why? And always wore army pants like his dad. And, you know, it was kind of obvious that the tomboy was there. Yeah. So I ha- I kind of knew maybe the sexuality was not going to be, you know... Yeah. Heterosexual. Yeah. And I was absolutely fine with that. Um. And for some reason, I just thought, because I had friends who had gone through this same experience, but they always said that they saw the signs of the person not wanting to be a girl or a boy. Right. So in my head, the fact that Dylan had wore a prom dress and talked about having children yeah. and wore makeup and been a bridesmaid, it kind of didn't fit the narrative of what I thought. And yeah. that's me now understanding years later that I was ignorant and naive because I just thought there was a, a set rule to things.
0: Well, this is it. It's like even with my mum, like, Obviously, you and my mum are best friends as well. And she said to me, like, yeah, I never, I never clocked on at all. I'm like, "Mom, I loved Belle from the, Beauty and the Beast. I love Britney Spears and Mariah Carey with the signs were there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
3: I, I think when Dylan talks about, obviously, the transgender um, side of things, it yeah. was purely the shock. It, well, I
0: imagine as well, because there's been two coming outs, really. Yeah. So, like you said, you were very accepting and... Um, kind of expected the first one yeah um, and yeah. so how did they both compare
3: uh, there was no comparison was to be honest yeah. um that getting over the shock first um unfortunately like Dylan did say that he was in a toxic relationship and I felt that that person was brainwashing yeah. him um I also knew the friends that he was hanging around with were also going through that journey and again as a mum's protective side I thought that he was being brainwashed yeah I don't remember us as being on a tricky slope then. I think we'd actually come back together, um, which I think why I was so shocked that I was told by my friend. Yeah. Um. And when you came round, it, I'll never forget, it was an Easter Easter mm. Sunday and it was a beautiful day and we were all just sat outside and I said, I've got to ask you something. And what happened from, from my point of view is Dylan was... Um, obviously, re- now I know he was put on the spot, yeah. which is probably not what he wanted, but me and his dad were put on the spot also, and I don't think either of us knew how to react. And Dylan kind of just became this very, and I'm sorry for saying this, son, but aggressive.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. defensive and aggressive. defensive. Well, that's it. It's, I can imagine as well. With it being secondhand information, it's like Dylan, you weren't given the opportunity to like sit your mum and dad in a room, and yeah. equally, you weren't. You didn't know how then to initiate that conversation. So either way, it's going to be. A tricky situation. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
3: And um, I would... I kind of want to say now, I probably didn't handle it the right way at the time, but I was still convinced it wasn't your decision. Yeah. And I think... The person standing in front of me wasn't the person I gave birth to, which right. obviously as a, as a child grows up, they become themselves, yeah. but it was more the whole demeanor. It was kind of like me and his dad were like, Oh my God, who's this aggressive person who's angry and, you know, kind of not even considering our thoughts. And, and a lot of people will say, well, hang on, it's not about you yeah. too. Yeah. And I understand that, but it was also a shock, you know, 20 years of having a daughter Yeah. yeah. And suddenly being told this, and I've not seen any signs of that, I think it was more, oh, my goodness. And for a long time, it was I couldn't speak about it for about two years without yeah. crying. Yeah. Um, but 100%, once we kind of got over that, it was like, okay, you asked me what you were going to be called if yeah. you were a boy. I told you it was Dylan. And again, how that came about, Dylan had texted me and I hadn't got the text and then I'd put an announcement up on Facebook.
1: Yeah, I was Facebook. I was so excited to have my depot come through and finally I could like, if anyone was to say anything to me, I could be like, no, F you, this yeah. is my name now. I was so excited. So I text my mum, hi, I've got my poll. I'm about to change my name on Facebook. I'm going to put it up. But I done it, sent the text, boom, put the Facebook post up. <laughs>
3: So I had a think lot of phone calls, like, <laughs> what's going on? What have you not told us? Because at that time, we hadn't told anybody. We were still trying to absorb that yeah. information ourselves. And again, that kind of was a rocky road. But, you know, I, like I say, I don't think I handled it very well. I think I was in denial. I think I chose at the time to be like, no, I'm still going to call you my daughter. um, And I think your dad and actually your nan and granddad and your sister. I think we were all on that same page yeah. until one day... I and I'm not. I'm ashamed to say this, but one day I actually said your name, and I just saw your face, and like it literally. God, I actually think I'm going to get emotional. Um, it it made me realize it's not my life. It's yeah. not about me as a parent. I've done the best I can. I've brought a person up to be in in the world who he wants to be strong and brave because yeah. I think it's the most bravest oh, decision. So. Yeah. But I actually stood there and thought, oh my God, this is what are you doing? You're I was controlling me and I obviously I'm like the heartbeat of the family, I'd probably Mm, say, and everyone kind of comes to me. So I was like, right, this is what we're doing. And we went for your appointment. We went to London and I helped him through all of that, um, which was the right thing to do. But I still think for a couple of years, I couldn't speak about it without getting upset. Um, And the hardest part from a mum's point of view, and I don't know whether any of the listeners, any other parents, will understand where I'm going from. But I felt like I was grieving my daughter. Yeah. I was lucky enough to have another daughter. And I also, I always had a tomboy. Yeah. But I still had 20 years of that person. Mm. And our life had been that. And it's like I've lost her and I grieve her. Just like any normal parent yeah. would, and I don't think people think of it like that. And I'm very accepting of Dylan and his life and what path he's chose, but I think it's more difficult for people to understand what the parents actually yeah. go through. And I know it's not about us, no, but we're very much apart, and we are a close family. It is. It, it is.
0: Yeah. It is- Because like you're saying then about grieving a child, it it is a very valid point. I I mean, I can't relate because obviously I am the gender I was at sign of birth. Um, But equally, like even just with sexuality, like um, my mum really struggled with it. Not that she's in any way homophobic because she's not. But I think because it was me and it was so like out of the blue, like my dad was i would say he was quite very accepting from from the very first like conversation that we had about it um but my mom did struggle with it and it got to the point where my dad was like look if you can't if you can't get that if you can't get over this or like accept this you're gonna lose him yeah and i i I think that's kind of like where where you you were um and again like Props here to the fact that you you are a parent that you know supported him through through going to these appointments and you know respecting his pronouns and everything else that goes with that. Yeah. So what if if like the start of it was a bit rocky, look at where you're at now. Yeah. And that's what's most important. But there are there are so many parents out there that don't. Um and that's when the likes of, you know, um homelessness in LGBT people. The, the highest rates of any kind of homeless people in the country. Um, it, it is it is so sad um, when when things like that happen. But the fact that you're both sat here today, I mean, it's just testament to your own relationship, really. Yeah, 100%.
3: Well, fundamentally, it's his life, his yeah. choice. You know, I I feel for anyone that's gone through this and does not have that support, I think if they could just step back from how they're feeling and think about ultimately when you give birth to a child you want the best for that child yeah you want that child to be happy and content in life and if it's a different path than you thought you've done your best because you've made that person stand on their own two feet and be who they want to be and I think that's been a, a massive journey for me and and your dad yeah you know and I think it's a shame that people lose connection with their child because they're still the child and actually dylan is now the child that i gave birth to and brought up because dylan all that must have been part of him coming out and the beginning and that aggressiveness was obviously how he thought he could had to deal with it but actually i have my (sighs) child back and that's the most important thing my child the person that we brought up with those beautiful mannerisms and the beautiful um kindness that you have for people you're still that you, w- whatever you know sex or gender you are yeah. it it doesn't matter and i yeah. think for any parent out there who is struggling just go back to what you wanted as as a for your child
0: yeah because you see you see the elements in that person still so that he like say it's still the same person and yeah. um, but just going on from that you're saying about like how parents who who you know have children that do that do come out as you know maybe a different sexuality or gender um that are struggling so obviously rachel like you were saying how we've got now this group that started how can parents like that who are going through those kind of not problems because it isn't a problem but like how how can the group support parents that are starting that journey with their child
2: so the group the idea is that people can come together and share their stories just like you've shared yours today and hopefully find some connection or you know some bit of advice that somebody else went through and be comfortable enough to go away and make that impact their journey yeah um there obviously are other charities and helplines that we can signpost people towards but the main sort of thing that we want to get out of the group is that social connection to help people support each other in the community from the moment they meet to 20 years down the line they build friendships forever um and not everybody's going to have the same story not everybody's going to have you know there'll be tears and tribulations down the road no matter what what background you come from or you know if if your child is trans or if your child is um come out as bisexual um but just talking, I think conversation is such a big, important thing that maybe generationally is lacking in some areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. know, you know, people my age now talk so much more about these sorts of things than my parents or even their parents would have done. Yeah so i think representation is really really important and hopefully we can help people and it might just be that somebody wants to come for a cup of tea and a chat like well
0: that's it (laughs) it doesn't have
2: to be life-changing
0: because it is i I can imagine it's a very it's a very deep very personal um and vulnerable kind of topic to to bring up anyway and from what you've said it's not it's not going to be a group that's lecturing or yeah You know, a classroom setting, it is literally people in the same position as Mm. you who will come for the same reasons. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna be here with an open mind regardless, right?
2: Yeah, it might be that you need somebody to talk to, but you're not ready to talk to somebody that you know. You need a stranger's face.
0: Someone outside your circle. Someone
2: outside the circle where you can vent to, or you know, say your frustrations like, I'm feeling this but I'm feeling really bad about it, like is it normal am I just going through the motions and hopefully it can help resolve some issues maybe not all of them maybe you know professional help or um professional services need to be involved but yeah just just having that space where people can come and share
0: I suppose as well you know with having um LGBT people who are parents and the other way around it's you kind of you kind of obviously like like and has has coped with it um and came up with you know their own journey and tools to to obviously make that work this is going to be a place where you know you can find tools and listen to it think oh actually that could work for me or you know maybe you even suspect that your child's um going to be a certain way Mm -hmm. then you know even if you just come for a conversation and they if even if they don't you know then, you know, knowledge is power. There's no there's no problem or, or issue just getting, you know, just having a chat with someone about it.
2: Yeah, and it's there to serve the community at the end of the day. That's why we created it. So if there are topics that people want more information on, you know, we can organize workshops, we can organize guest speakers to come in. If somebody has a child who's come out of trans, but they're worried about, for example, the... The potential school experience it's going to impact them that we can get somebody who's gone through the school experience to talk about what happened and obviously times are a changing yeah you know there are there are more protections and things in place for children now going through that but it definitely might help them to see the end result so to speak um so whatever anybody wants to do we're very open to putting on whatever sort of the community wants basically
0: well i it. say it's very community led isn't it yeah um now as yourself um you are an lgbtq plus person with children um so how would you say your experience as a parent um shaped uh, your perspective of the fi- family dynamic
2: i i don't think that my son has two mums. I think my son has two parents. Doesn't it even cross my mind yeah. that he doesn't have a traditional mother and father? It's only when people innocently bring it up that I'm like, oh yeah, somebody else was involved. Um, <laughs> I just don't think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, my son looks exactly like me, so it just doesn't even cross my mind. I think the way that, Traditional family setup is the has, nuclear
0: family. A nuclear yeah. family
2: doesn't exist anymore. Not anymore. No. Not anymore. Even you know heterosexual couples who have children. Traditionally, the female would be the homemaker, yeah. and the male would be the breadwinner. but That doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah, it's very much 50 um you know nobody has set roles it's chip in, raise the kids yeah all my friends um heterosexual friends who have children they they are just a team yeah um and i think that's what me and my wife are we're just a team
0: well that's it i mean you've got even just in heterosexual families you've got you know parents who split up and Mm -hmm. like even for myself like i would say my family was very much a kind of nuclear family but i had three granddads growing up um so yeah even as far back as then it's like it's it is a team effort and whatever shape or form that comes in you're still family and even to the fact of even if you don't have biological family you have a chosen family Mm -hmm. family. so that's equally as important
2: you make it you make family what it is like what you want it to be it it can be whatever you want
0: so and just on to yourself um how was then your experience with dylan Um, helped or shape your own knowledge around gender identity and sexuality?
3: So it was quite interesting to hear you say about awareness. Um, Obviously, when I'm, you know, 53 years of age, so I know my parents, um, it it just kind of wasn't ever spoke about. I remember being in a pub, we were doing karaoke, Mm. and an old school friend of mine said, Oh, who's that? And I said... That's my daughter. And it was right at the beginning, I think, of the you know the very beginning of yeah. it coming out. And he said, he looks like a boy. And I said, yes, he does. What's yeah. the problem with that? And at that split second, that was probably when I realised that for me as a mum, I was worried about what Dylan would go through. Even before the transgender, when I thought Dylan may be bisexual, I as a parent instantly thought of protection and it was what is it are they going to go through in life yeah, because yeah. I know people can be cruel but actually now I work in a high school and I'm faced with this daily and this has helped me beyond words yeah because I can I've got my personal experience but I also know it wasn't straightforward I probably did go through embarrassment Because when you started, when you cut your hair off, Mm -hmm. um, that was your choice. But I think I was more worried about what other people think. And that was a massive learning curve.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm now absolutely don't care what people think. And I'm proud to say that's my son. Yeah. And the majority of people don't know. Like in my life now, I've moved on different jobs. And I introduced Dylan as Dylan. And they'd never, ever know. And that makes me proud. Yeah. So you know in answer to your questions it's given me the knowledge just from what i've gone through myself but it's then made me appreciate what he's gone through and what other people go through
0: yeah because I, re- I remember like when when you did come out mm. um, dylan like um and you came to me at a family party that we were at and you were asking the questions like i don't know what i'm doing like i you know what do you know what do i do like how do i address and i said just literally listen to what he's asking for and it's as simple as that and I think I think you mentioned at the time it's still very difficult to use the pronouns um that he prefers um mm. but again like it it is just a learning thing like I say to anyone who who maybe misgender someone like as long as you're as long as you're trying and as long as you get there you know that's
1: all you can really ask of someone yeah and I, I think you'd agree with that. 100% like I've had so many times, like I, I, I've spoken about it on the podcast before about why I don't speak about it any other than being on the podcast or yeah. with the people that knew me beforehand. If you meet me now, you meet me as Dylan and that's all you'll ever know me as unless for some random reason you do find out and you find yourself brave enough to ask me the question. Very brave of you to do so. <laughs> but... um I'd I just rather you just didn't know because it's just I've had people just be so rude. Like people have met me as Dylan, then found out and then gone out of their way to misgender me and find out my old name and call me by my old name and just put me in positions that I'm just like, Well last week you were my mate and you were saying all the right things. Yeah. Now what's changed just because you've found mm. out a little bit of information. A little about bit of history, yeah. So um it it's just it's just a lot easier to just be quiet about it but i'm also happy to talk about it because it's just great to be able to like educate people in a way like if you want to learn i'll talk to you about it but i also have to trust you like i probably won't speak to you about it until i really know you yeah, yeah. which is fair enough it's a
2: very personal you. thing
1: yeah
0: 100 see i can kind of relate to that in the growing up when i was in a heterosexual relationship it was very much because i knew then yeah um it really because I I genuinely felt the the split of who I was like and yeah. really need to damp down on this side of me, not that it had any kind of bearing on my relationship anyway, mm-hmm. but it is kind of like not only are you suppressing that, but you what else are you suppressing? Yeah. And then like like I think because I went through that stage as well where I was angry and just aggressive, and I think that's where it comes from, mm-hmm. like the constant trying to like bash down that side of you and everyone does notice eventually and then starts asking what's wrong with you what's wrong and you're like you have no idea what's going on in my head
1: yeah kind of thing that's how i came out in work is i was being an absolute dickhead yeah at work everyone had noticed it for a couple of weeks and then the boss pulled me into starbucks and was like what the f- is going on with you yeah and i just was like i want to be a boy <laughs> And in that moment, I saw her face change. She went from getting ready to probably give me a disciplinary yeah. Yeah. to sitting down and going, I have no idea what to do right now. Let <laughs> me
2: just get the HR file <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, but it, Quick, was, folder. Yeah, it was great because then she understood and we got a mutual understanding of each other because before that, I thought she was just a bitch. Yeah. But like, we spoke about things mutually, personally, and it cleared the air. And then it was, I was able to like... Maybe be less angry in work. More. someone that's When I started it. expressing myself in work, because I told the boss, I then felt like I could tell a cluster of people that I trusted. But then, still, the aggressive side of it was like customers, like yeah. that's just customer customers, service. Customers, <laughs> you know, like they misgender, and you can't do anything when you're early stages. Like I don't even think I had a binder on at this point, so I, I really can't bitch about it because I probably looked very female, but like i used to i had a badge that said dylan and i was like what's that say like it says (laughs) dylan like what do you think a dylan is like it's a it's a universal like a unisex unisex name name, but like nine times out of ten it's a boy's name so what do you think i am mate
0: (laughs) 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 okay well that i think that's been really good like getting insight of both both perspectives um but we do actually have um so i, I posted out on on our socials for questions off people um to send in to us so we have had quite a few so i don't know if we'll get through all of them but we'll see how we get on let's go um, away so the first one i don't think is really related to what we've spoken about so far but it says here how easy is it to adopt as a gay couple who have been together for three years and are looking to adopt a child who would like to take that one <laughs>
2: um i I don't know the exact answer but all I can say is is that I know that adoption agencies and foster agencies are shouting out for LGBT people yeah. to come on board. I would like to think that it was just as easy for a heterosexual person, a pe- couple to adopt. Um, I don't know if that's true. Well this is it, it's kind of like
0: I've I've personally heard stories of like how difficult it can be um, and I've only ever heard of a couple of couples that have been able to get through to the end. Like I've had friends at university who are the nicest piece people you'll ever met meet in your life, and it taken that it took them three years to get to have their child. Mm. And just looking at pictures on Facebook now, you just think you're the cutest little family out there. So yeah, I think I think that in and of itself, and like the the obstacles, I think can be a bit of a turn off on that. Mm um but i definitely think you know especially if they're calling out for it then there's no there's no harm in just like like with the group just just going and having a look
2: yeah even if people were feeling a little bit apprehensive about it you know if they came to the group that we're holding we could certainly signpost signpost them or, or if they're not ready to have those conversations on their own we could sort of be a mediator in the room yeah um so yeah, that's an option for people if they wanted to.
0: So next question here um, is how do you deal with your kids being bullied for having two mummies?
2: I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my son isn't even two yet, so he hasn't had any that I'm aware of yeah. negative um, comments made. He goes to nursery. They are very welcoming of our family setup. They call us the right names no matter who is talking to us yeah um and i've seen um inclusive books on that that they're reading like on the floor um that they've been reading throughout the day and when we go and pick them up sometimes we hear the little the older kids you know the three and four year old saying oh here are ralph mum, Ralph's mums yeah
0: um
2: that's so that's really cute
0: yeah
2: i think in the generation that he's going to grow up in i hope that it's not going to affect him too much i obviously you know i'm not living in cuckoo land i know that there are going to be comments made yeah but he's going to know from a young age that he is loved at the end of the day mm-hmm. and we'll try and give him the tools to navigate those conversations as best as we can and um, but I it think, is something that we worry about
0: yeah i think even just you know even just getting advice like like you said for the group at this early stage you know then like how to brick that road um yeah. essentially
2: yeah it's still you're prepared you know adult um parents have to be prepared for any sort of conversation yeah. regardless of you know their family setups i think it's just one of the ones that will bank ready for, for when <laughs> it happens but we will have those conversations with him before he goes into the environment yeah. so it's not um a reaction it's more of a preparation
0: right and just just throwing that to you and because you obviously said you you've worked in a school before um how how would an uh an experience like that so um what was the question so how do you deal with kids being bullied for having two mummies how, has that kind of been
3: i haven't come across that i'm working in a high school at the moment um I, obviously, any kind of bullying is, is shut down. Straight away. Um, yeah. I do think awareness now is absolutely the key. Um, I think you do still have transphobic people. Yeah. Um, You're always going to have that. I don't think I'd like to say in an ideal world that that's never going to happen. But for some reason, you know, it's learned behavior a lot of the time. Um, But I've not come across that myself. But I just know that our pastoral team, which is what I'm part of, you know would be absolutely there in with open arms you know i've got a a friend whose son and his husband have adopted a beautiful little girl and they just are adorable like you say there's there's nothing that there's no reason why anything is different there other than how they're made up and it's beautiful there's a child there that was you know in need of love and has absolutely got it yeah
0: well that's it i think you know, aside from maybe surrogacy and adoption, there is the option of fostering. So, if you know, it's not so much trying the waters because that's the wrong term, really, I would say. But like really finding out if this is kind of like the path that you do want to go down um, and really understanding like, a, you know, someone else's life that you've got to take into into your into consideration like like for me i've got a dog and that's my child <laughs> and i think yeah, i think a lot of uh, gay people do the same with with pets mm. um because I treat her like she's my little princess, but, <laughs> 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 um, but I've got a question here as well, um, from the perspective of a teacher, actually. Um, so as a teacher, I have two children in my class. I haven't had chance to speak to the parents properly, but wondering how I address the parents, um, to the kids. Is it mummy and mom and daddy and dad? How, you know, How is that?
3: I just think you've just got to take the bull by the horns and give parents a ring or ask them to come in personally I would do that face to face yeah I'm not a teacher I'm a pastor or mentor but um I have conversations with mums who um children don't know where they fit at the moment we've got um some that are non-binary we've got I've not come across anybody transgender at the moment right um but um in my experience I've just asked the guardian mum dad mums dads whatever it is could they pop by and I let them read re- re- the way um and then you know we have to address that elephant in the room and just yeah. say okay could could you tell me how what's the structure and how do you what you know what your names because some will call papa and dad or yeah Ma- mom and mummy so yeah. I ask them and it, you know you just bring them in face to face and let them lead and just say, I just want to get this right for you. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that's a really good piece of advice because it's not even so much trying to understand their dynamic, but like how you as a teacher can support their child as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it would be very much a two way transaction. Um, and as a teacher, I imagine it's just going to help you in another situation or whatever. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good bit of advice there. Yeah.
2: I personally can't speak for everybody, yeah. but just touching on your comment, for me, it's never an elephant in the room. So don't even worry about it. I would much rather somebody ask, if anything, we kind of bring it up beforehand. Yeah. Um, uh, When we took my son to his nursery we had a form that filled out and they asked us there and then oh right okay they'd write your name and yeah. then write what you want to be called and from them they've never got it wrong
1: yeah that's really good then yeah. yeah I feel like asking in general all around whether it's pronouns whether it's what you're called as a parent like yeah you can't go wrong with asking and if that person takes offense to you asking then that's just that's just I them. think they Isn't do it? do that yeah. now as a whole yeah
3: that the hardest thing I've come across is where mum's not really discussed it i've been told non-binary but mum keeps saying she right and her
0: so it's her still trying to figure it out
3: and i'm like i don't want to step on her toes mm-hmm. but i'm respecting the child's perspective yeah like what they want and then i hear then you know other people doing the same and i'm thinking oh my goodness like Hang on, I've been told this. So then it puts you in an awkward position. When I when I met Mum, it was like, I don't want to actually say where are you down the yeah. line here. Yeah. It, it, it's ha- it, it's it yeah. is it's two way. It is two way, and it's sometimes you don't know which way to approach it. But it's difficult when you you've got the pronouns in front of you, and it's they them, and then that the parent, that the parent is, yeah. is still yeah. saying, saying that. Otherwise. you
1: Otherwise, can... I yeah. have a friend at work who, well, he is he's actually no longer works with us, but. He's also trans. Um, he's very early stages, so he's not yet on hormones. But um, you wouldn't guess like, when he when he started working with us, everyone took him for who he is. But um, his family are still really struggling. Right. And they still find it. They they don't they don't call him by he him at home. It is his old name, old pronouns. His sister does the same. His sister, I believe, calls him sibling. Can't yet call him brother. Right. right. But she's trying, and that's all that matters to him that she is trying. The parents he wishes would try a little bit more. Mm. And I think that it's just a. It, it comes with time like it does a, it's there'll be a switch a, a time and thing. it'll happen
3: well, i guess i, I guess think,
0: going yeah. back to just going back to the classroom setting like like you were saying about the the parent using the wrong pronoun like there was a post that we put up for transgender awareness week um of how how you can respect um transgender people and it's one was to obviously use their preferred pronouns but then to also challenge people that aren't so mm-hmm. that could be i know you said it's quite difficult to to question her and um her choices of terminology but it is then also a good opportunity to be like right we as a school we as a as a program would like to invite you to have um a conversation and you know they she doesn't even have to like get it right first time mm-hmm. i think I personally think it would be a good, it'd be a good opportunity to just start that and like you said, like signpost to places where they can be like, right, this maybe isn't where you're at now, but these are the signposts and these are the places that you can discover that and Mm -hmm. learn. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well,
3: going back to your earlier question about how has it affected me and my knowledge, I, I am the advocate now. Yeah. So when staff do it, which they do automatically, I'm like forever going they, them, yeah. you know, it's,
1: You need to be that person that's fighting in their corner when people aren't really there and they can't be there for themselves. Mm. So I think it's really good that you challenge it because if you don't, then these people are going to think it's acceptable to misgender them and get their pronouns wrong and stuff like that. So you always need to be that voice of of reason in a way.
0: Yeah. So I've got another question here. So um, what happens if me and my partner split up um how is custody of the um of the child decided Um we both have jobs and properties and um, so we're on equal footing i'm assuming based on this um it's going to be a child of adoption or fostering um i mean we could answer we could answer for all kinds of um for all kinds of dynamics but yeah. like for uh, from the perspective of lgbtq plus people then and um, rich i'm gonna hand it to you what 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 would happen, say you and your partner split up? Um, how would the, yeah, how would that be for your children?
2: Um, well, with us, we're married, so yeah. we have different legal rights than people that aren't married. Right. Also, um, my wife is on the birth certificate for mm-hmm. my son, as well as myself. And when we went through the process, because of the treatment that we had, we signed legal documentation. Where she signed the rights to be a full parent yeah. of our son. So if anything did happen, um, then we would have fifty-fifty custody. Right. So, so she's she's protected from yeah. the documents that we signed in in the process before we got pregnant.
0: Right. So the message there is get it right from the start, and then yeah. it's just like any. God forbid it, you know, it happens, but it's just like any other kind of family trying to navigate that. Yeah, you know I mean?
2: because it, I, I think. I don't know if this is a hundred percent right, but I think if she hadn't signed that documentation and we weren't married, yeah. if anything happened to me, um then she wouldn't have any legal rights over our child, he would be passed on to my family. Right. Um I remember that being in the document that we signed. So I think that's right, but don't a hundred percent quote me on it. <laughs>
0: I know, but it, um, just to wrap up, then I mean, thank you very, very much both of you to, for attending, as being our guests here. Um, it's it's been it's been one. Hasn't
1: it? I feel like it's been a lot less emotional than I expected. So you know, one right, two, yeah. heart of stone. Um, yeah, I take testosterone, mate. So oh, there it is. I do, I do. Just
3: just jumping in though. I you said about the pronouns and things. I find it I don't know whether all the parents will, but very difficult to talk about when Dylan was little.
0: Right. Because for yeah. twenty
3: years I had Dylan as a different as a as a girl. Yeah. yeah. So I automatically go back to say she, and I think my family do. And they all try and they all have absolutely accepted it, but it's very difficult to talk about him when he was a she <laughs> and then and then say, but when he did this when he was little and I he's trying to be respectful.
1: Yeah. No, I get that. But your... <laughs> I also think that like there are memories that I will not stop you from having and cherishing and talking about. You and know that's I mean? important for other parents yeah. ever, to know ever, that yeah, from their like, children. And I and I would hope that the other people like me would say the same. I mean, personally with my own pictures and stuff, I find it hard to look at them myself. And yeah. I don't personally like other people seeing old pictures just because I just think then once they see that, that's all they will see when they mm. look at me. But I think that um, you should be ashamed and you shouldn't be, like, in a way making your family feel ashamed to be able to speak about their memories that they had with you. Yeah. because. They loved you for whoever you were beforehand, and if they love you now, then you should be able to. We had a conversation,
3: that. didn't we, about um, you see those pictures, and it makes you feel a certain way. Yeah, I see those pictures and think, wow look how far you've come and how brave you are and how accepted you are. So so for (laughs) me, I see, I'm a positive person. I'll always see the positive, but I want you to know, you know, we have made changes. I had a huge life-size family portrait It's it absolutely <laughs> taken the whole of the fireplace and that's gone now upstairs and i've got pictures of dylan and us now as a family yeah and that's difficult in itself but i've still got the baby pictures which i i would still t- like to have up yeah but i think we had a really good conversation we were both very open and honest and i just see it as that's you there this is your journey and you should be proud of where you are and who you are now. That's yeah. how I look at that. 100%.
1: And I think everyone should be able to listen to this and take that home with them. Oh, definitely.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much. It's been it's been a really good, really good episode. A so. little chat.
3: Thanks for asking us, Wes. <laughs> yeah, thank no you. Thank you. thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.
0: Don't forget, you can reach out to us or email in your dilemmas via email pridecast at chesterpride.co.uk And Chester Pride is produced by Studio 30,000.